we have a, an amazing library of talks and podcasts are a thing that are becoming more and more prominent. And why not bless the world with all that we've been able to experience over the last 10 years? Welcome to the Breakthrough of Grace podcast, a place where we share the stories of ordinary lives transformed by God's extraordinary graces. We invite you to join us as our speakers talk about their journey towards living lives of rich Christian authenticity to encourage and inspire each one of us. We are thankful you're here and taking this time to spend with us. Welcome, friends, to the Breakthrough of Grace podcast. I'm here with my good friend, Joe Shalkevich. Joe, welcome. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Good to see you, sir. Great to have you here. Um, friends, thank you for joining. Joe and I are part of a small group of friends and spiritual allies uh, here in Southern California that started this apostolate some years ago. We're delighted to be with you, and we're calling this a welcome from the Founders uh, Joe, you have a scripture passage just to set up today's conversation. Um, why don't we look at that and then we can uh, talk about what this thing is, this Breakthrough of Grace podcast. Sounds like a great plan. So yeah, I'm going to read Hebrews 10.24, and it's where Paul, St. Paul is uh, writing about perseverance. So, and the scripture is, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So Simon, to just kind of get us rolling, yeah, we've decided we're doing a podcast, which uh, uh, almost probably every other person in America is thinking about doing. <laughs> there's a there's a lot of faith-based podcasts out there. Uh, what's your What's your answer to why? Why another faith-based podcaster? Yeah, you bet. So I would say the journey to this conversation began, what, almost 10 years ago at your kitchen table. Um, yeah. Some uh, friends introduced you and I and a few other folks that were at that uh, amazing and instrumental cup of coffee. Yeah, And we were just talking about the thirst uh, we felt as believers, as friends, as people who obviously go to church regularly, receive the sacraments, um, are, are personally invested and involved in our faith. But this idea of bringing people together, and as we thought about it, there was this real thirst and hunger we felt, certainly among the business community, but not exclusively the business community, just to get people together. And this idea of if you get people together who are living in the business world or living in whatever their field of, of practice or work or discipline, but they get together to share their day-to-day -day experience of living out the faith in yeah. the ordinary, very mundane aspects of life, but through that come up against what is the extraordinary graces of God at work in those very, very ordinary circumstances. Um, getting people together like that is powerful. It's about storytelling. It's about proclaiming the gospel. It's about, you know, when you get discouraged, somebody else is there to encourage you. And we start a meeting on a monthly basis as a group of friends and word got out and more friends joined and more friends joined and over again coming up on I want to say 10 years we've had these mm -hmm. monthly prayer meetings up until COVID uh, where people lay people in particular got up in front of our little group our little prayer group just to share and encourage um, and what I guess 
you know, beautiful work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, what came out of that was this word, which we've coined called the micro retreat. We're all busy. We go from A to B. Uh, we don't have a lot of time to maybe take a, an evening reflection or go away for a weekend and, and pray in a monastery or get quiet with the Lord, but we can give him an hour. Uh, and so this little Breakthrough Grace podcast is the fruit of that. We've packaged up some of our talks, some of our best speakers, and we've received their permission to share it here. And um, it's about leading people to Christ, not through any kind of positional authority. It's because we all are baptized and have the original call and calling to witness to each other and encourage each other, just like you mentioned in Hebrews, um, to build each other up. So, yeah, that's awesome. Joe, yeah, go ahead. One of my memories is that we, we named that group Society of Catholic Leaders and the vision around my table that you and I discussed was about, you know, leaders and work environment and bringing Christ into the work environment. And one great kind of iteration of the Holy Spirit was figuring out that lead that everybody leads in some capacity, right? I don't know if you remember, but yeah, we were like, okay, leaders, but, and so who should be here? And then we had moms and, uh, all, you know, just people from all walks of life that were legitimate leaders uh, because they were leading in some capacity. So that was a, that was a beautiful, um, beautiful iteration of what we were doing. And, and yes, I definitely love and missed the, the frequent connection there. So, yeah, absolutely. And it came from kind of the, a bit of the fragrance of the John Paul II pontificate. Uh, we actually start a meeting at a college named for St. Pope John Paul the Great. Um, and it was really, uh, you know, again, this beautiful upwelling of the spirit among like-hearted people that started this as a lay movement. Um, but it, it gained steam, it gained ground because there was a sense and John Paul II uh, certainly articulated that in his pontificate, you know, bring Christ in the marketplace. Um, don't just kind of compartmentalize into, you know, one hour mass on Sundays, or, you know, there's this particular time when I live my faith and then outside of that, you know, I'm, I'm a sort of ordinary blending in with the masses type person. No, I think the, the call of the Christian and the call of somebody who wants to live the challenge of the gospel is to live authentically. And that means to do what you just described, lead people to Christ by living out uh, what that is. So sure. you touched on it. Um, we've been a place of hiatus for almost a year. Um, so yeah, just, um, talk about kind of our content and what we're doing here with our library and give sure, the yeah, listeners a sense of what they can look forward to. So, yeah, I would say, um, I wanted to share a little bit of what I would call the fruits of COVID, right? So COVID has been quite a, uh, headache and a burden and a cross, but if I think we look closely, there's, there's fruit. God is always able to make a greater good out of challenges like that. And so from my experience, just with Society of Catholic Leaders, is definitely a cross death and resurrection kind of year with, with our apostolate. Um, we lost so many things when we all had to go into isolation. And, and one of the most dear things that, that we lost was that monthly sense of community. And, and I definitely did miss it and uh, felt a, a loss and, and the concern that is it going to come back? You know, does it make sense to bring it back? All of that kind of stuff. And in our Christian faith, we have those cross death and resurrection experiences. And I was kind of in the the valley of that. Like maybe Society of Catholic Leaders is just done, and that's one of the costs of COVID. And um, 
and in my isolation, you know, I'd have my iPod on random and I noticed uh, our talks kept coming up and not only would, you know, I'd be on random and I had, uh, I was early, a lot of our early recordings I did. And so they were on my iPhone, but the Holy Spirit was just amazing. Just poking me, you know, probably two or three times a week, you know, playing some great songs. And then all of a sudden one of our talks would come up. And I'd be like, ah, I'll listen to it, you know, and, and then it would be a, like so pertinent and relevant. And uh, so that kind of brought me personally to that headspace that, you know, we do have this library of amazing talks and it's, it's impacting me in a beautiful way right here during COVID. And concurrently, I, I think I know like this apostolate has been every time you, you were having the same thoughts and the other leaders in this group all kind of coalesced around the idea of, you know, we have a, an amazing library of talks and podcasts are a thing that are that are becoming more and more prominent. And why not bless the world with um, all that we've been able to experience over the last 10 years. So, so yeah, you know, kind of resurrected to that idea that is this podcast we're now launching. And I am super excited for it. I feel like it's a, it's definitely been a discernment that we've all participated in, that the Holy Spirit is blessing it, and I, I believe it will do great good. Amen. Yeah, and you know, just to affirm for the listeners, um, each episode will have a short intro in terms of what the episode will be, a little set, and we'll go straight into the talk. So this one episode, this Welcome from the Founder, is very different because it's more of a free-form conversation, just to give you, our listeners, a bit more of a sense of the heart and the people and the voices behind the voices, if you will. Um, but it's absolutely that. Um, it was a gathering of, of lay people, people who are not specialized in areas of theology. We're living out lives of hopefully deep, rich Christian authenticity. And that's an encouragement for you in a time when I think a lot of us are feeling pretty uh, isolated from friends, family, and loved ones. Um, but uh, the mystery of that is that we're never isolated from God. So um, Joe, maybe just uh, what can we expect going forward? Maybe to share, uh, you know, in addition to just coming across the talks as you've had your your iPhone on on shuffle and repeat, yeah. kind of just um, you've been a, a participant, but also an encourager of the Breakthrough Grace podcast project, and with it, the Society of Catholic Leaders. Just um, kind of one or two key things that stand out for you. I'll share the same, and then we'll we'll send our our listeners into our first little meditation. Oh, perfect! Yeah, so. Again, super excited that we're launching this podcast and we have a deep library of amazing uh, spirit-filled talks that we will share, but we will also be making new episodes. And I do expect and look forward to reuniting the, the community that did gather physically back at St. Mary's over time, <laughs> you know, when, right. when, in, uh, where, and when, when it's uh, an opportunity that we can do that consistently, we will bring that back. And, uh, and yeah, the, the, I think the, the term of micro retreat and the desire to both return to experiencing that group in community at St. Mary's and that style of micro retreat we were doing, but then um, re and uh, be presenting that in a podcast format that can go farther and wider than, than we ever could with our physical, um, our physical location and our small Escondido community. <laughs> yeah. Well said. Um, 
And just for my part, what I'm amazed at is, you know, we've been meeting for, again, coming up on 10 years. There's probably over 100 talks in our library over that monthly okay. meeting span of close to 10 years. Um, Bishop Barron has described the Christian life as at its heart, at its essence, an encounter with the person of Jesus Christ. And it's our prayer, it's our hope, it's our gift to you, the listener, that that is what's transmitted. Uh, Mother Teresa uh, coined the famous prayer, let no one see anyone but you, Jesus, when she would go out and work among the poor. Uh, we have that similar sense of, of humility uh, here that, that as people speak and as we share these talks and these um, experiences with you, that it's Christ who's uh, first and foremost um, and, and further to that, the episode you're about to hear is short reflection. Our prayer meetings would begin with a 10 to 12 minute little, just coming in from the busyness of the world and settling and getting oriented to truly what God is, who God is, what is he calling us to do? Uh, and so this was recorded in October of 2019, so some time ago, but it was on the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi. And I think out of any of the amazing, amazing saints that we look up to and seek to emulate. Uh, St. Francis uh, transcends uh, so many experiences of the Christian life over the many centuries since his life. Um, and he's even admired and esteemed by people who are not even Christian, um, such as the radiance of faith that he, he lived. So this is a meditation that I prepared and gave in a live audience at the parish in Southern California to gather our meeting of the Society of Catholic Leaders. We uh, consider this the Welcome from the Founders episode zero, our pilot episode of the Breakthrough of Grace podcast. We pray it blesses you as much as it blessed us. Today is the feast of Pope St. John XXIII. If you go to St. Peter's in Rome, his um, body is in one of the glass-fronted uh, papal tombs in the actual main body of the church, and he's incorrupt, which is just a beautiful grace and a gift to the church. And getting ready for this morning, we have Brett Schonsenbach with us, who's a friend and an ally, and I look forward to introducing her in a few minutes. I just was inspired to read from uh, St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, and this is actually the conclusion of St. Paul's letter to the Galatians. It goes as follows. Brothers and sisters, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks there's something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. And then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. And then St. Paul continues. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And then this beautiful phrase which closes out the letter to the Galatians, May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. 
one of the things I like to do in stopping for just a little moment on these Friday mornings is to step back and just quickly scan the calendar of the, the feast days we've had recently. And if you rewind 10 days ago, we had the feast of Saint Teresa de Lisieux, the little flower. And five days hence, following Tuesday, next week, we have the feast of Saint Teresa of Avila, Saint Teresa of Jesus. So two female women doctors of the church. A week ago, in this cascade of beautiful uh, saints' feast days, John the 23rd today, a week ago today, was the feast of St. Francis of Assisi. And not only a beautiful feast day and a beautiful gift to the church and a celebration for the Francescani the world over, um, in one particular place where the Franciscans are found in Steubenville, Ohio, the Franciscan University of Steubenville, they installed a new president. Father David Pavanka. Father David Pavanka has been a Franciscan priest about 23 years, and he's been a dynamic and charismatic speaker and retreat leader and, and spiritual um, uh, just just blessing upon the church. And um, if you meet Father Dave, you have a personal encounter with him, you're going to come away touched and moved by the Holy Spirit. And he started a video series two or three years ago now, but it's now in wide distribution, called The Wild Goose is Loose. And the wild goose is the name the ancient Celtic Christians gave to the Holy Spirit. And in this capacity as priest, in this capacity as, as mendicant preacher, and, and true to his, his, uh, his vocation as a Franciscan, but also true in his ministerial priesthood authority, Father Dave has been just spending years and in, in, in writing books, inviting people to a more profound life-giving relationship with the Holy Spirit. This is from the website of the Wild Goose series. Again, I encourage you to go online later this weekend or sometime down the road. Just look up this series if you're not familiar with it. It's a key charism that defines Father Dave Pavanka's priesthood. He says thus, The Holy Spirit is not merely something relegated to confirmation, the sacrament of confirmation. But the Spirit desires a relationship with us that will take us on the greatest adventure imaginable, a journey to the very heart of God. In other words, and I just posit this for a little bit of reminder and refreshment this morning, Father Dave makes uh, an appeal that, is, that echoes the appeal of St. Paul. Whatever, whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life, therefore and us not grow weary in doing good. Come, Holy Spirit. So, the reason I read from Galatians, again, stirred by this dual invitation to the Holy Spirit and to not boasting in, our, in anything but the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ is, but a year ago, I had the blessing of going on a men's retreat that was led by Father Dave Pabanka. And so I had a personal encounter with him, not only receiving his message fresh from the man himself in the room with 299 other men, um, went to confession to him. I mean, you talk about a man who just has a grace in confession. All priests do, but his is extraordinary. And sort of being jettisoned from that retreat, freshly infused with this Franciscan thing, this Franciscan fragrance of, of his priesthood, um, I found out within a few short weeks of that retreat a year ago that I'd be traveling uh, last spring, so six months from last year's retreat, but about six months ago from now, I'd be going uh, to Rome and to Assisi on pilgrimage. So suddenly, again, I've had this amazing encounter with this amazing Franciscan, and I'm going to go to Assisi to where St. Francis is from, and just, wow, like God is lining up the graces and ready to put my seatbelt on. 
And the pilgrimage departs, we had about four or five days in Rome, and then, you know, the beautiful thing about pilgrimages and, and any retreat, if you will, is that the further you progress from the pilgrims of the retreat, the more just the graces of God take over, the rhythms of life settle down, and the rhythms of the heart take over, and I just was experiencing that beautifully. And by the time I stepped foot on the train to go from Rome to Umbria, which is about two hours to the north in the hill country, um, just, man, it was, it was ready time, it was go time, the Holy Spirit was totally on the move. And we arrive uh, late in the afternoon to Assisi, Assisi being still very much a small medieval town. Um, things close up early, you know, it's, it's a place where everybody knows where everybody is, and you don't really get around by car, you kind of walk from place to place. We had a few short minutes of prayer in the Church of San Rufino, which is the church where St. Francis was baptized, and then we went to dinner. And really the following morning, our first real true day in Assisi, the, the cadence of time in Assisi was going to kick off. And we had a whole bunch of religious places and sites lined up. It was really going to be a walking in the footsteps of St. Francis. Fast forward, following morning, we're up, breakfast, we head out the door, went to daily mass at San Rufino, so back in the same church. And then we walked a few blocks away to the church of Santa Chiara, St. Clare's. And it's not only the church where her relics are preserved um, and her body is entombed. Uh, to a side chapel is the cross, the San Damiano crucifix, the Byzantine painted style cross that's kind of known as the Franciscan cross. That crucifix is hanging in there. It's the same crucifix before which St. Francis himself received the instruction from Christ, rebuild my church. And again, just it's those pinch me moments, you're in Italy and you're there. You're there where the people were. Well, that's probably 90 minutes into our first real day in Assisi. We come out from Santa Chiara's, and the pilgrimage leader announces to our surprise and chagrin that there's been a change. Something happened at the hotel. We actually have to quickly leave Assisi. Um, we can't stay, and, and suddenly our plans are changing, and we're, within fairly short order, actually on a tour bus headed back to Rome. Our plan, two or three or four days in Assisi, is more like less than 24 hours. And coming back from the retreat, and again, the rest of the program is amazing. God, God opens a door, you know, when he, when he closes a window kind of thing. Came back to the United States and for many months was sitting in this posture, like, what happened there? Like, what was the shutdown of the pilgrimage? Why the sudden change of plans? And it wasn't a logistical thing. It wasn't like, you know, even some sense of victimhood. I wasn't trying to conjure some sort of interpretation around why did this happened to me. It was really, it's like, Lord, I mean, did I truly receive all that you had for me on this pilgrimage, especially given the anticipation of being in a CCM with St. Francis? And I sat in that question for many months and just waited, just waited for God to speak to it. And, and he's a good father, he will, he's patient. But he was preparing and cultivating my heart to receive the answer. And here's the punchline. God said, you went to Assisi, this is after many kind of weeks and, and, and months of praying about this. God says, here's the interpretation. Yes, you got to Assisi, yes, you got to the place where St. Francis was. And you got to be in front of the very cross, in front of myself, which is all that he received. So in other words, you got what St. Francis got which is all of, of the mystery and the beautiful encounter with God, the, 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 the example of love that he is on the cross. And so I just want to turn us in a Franciscan way, inspired by my own experience, but also encouraged by what Brett's going to talk about here in a few minutes, just to re-embrace what St. Paul offers in the letter to the Galatians. Let us, 
not boast in anything, but in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Breakthrough of Grace podcast. We're a small word of mouth movement. Can we ask you to share it with a friend? Please see our show notes and website for discussion questions and other resources. Until next time, may God bless you, keep you, and make his face shine upon you.